Hello and welcome back to the 18 Yards podcast. Today we'll be looking at the end of the Premier League and how European qualification will look like come the 24th of May. We'll also be touching upon the clubs being promoted from the championship as well as some of the biggest happenings from the last couple of days in football. So getting right into it, Yuvan will kick off with you. Uh, we had the craziest moment, I think one of the craziest moments from this, uh, the Premier League this season with Alisson running up and doing what every keeper dreams of and scoring the winner, the last-minute winner against West Brom and keeping Liverpool's Champions League qualifications, uh, qualification hopes uh, up and, in, uh, and keeping Liverpool in the running. So, what are your feelings? Obviously, I mean, you would have been you would have gone crazy when he scored. I went crazy for one. I'd switched on the game for the last five minutes. And I was really happy to see for the fact that I, I saw that moment. So, I mean, what do you think? How was it uh, watching your goalkeeper score a winner? You know, the last time I remember celebrating like that was coincidentally when Trent took the corner against Barca and Urigi tapped it in. Better moment after that than... Yesterday, when Allison put that header in, and obviously everyone was going crazy, but I think the most important point—I'm going to be boring—but it has to be the three points because I cannot imagine Liverpool not playing the UCL. Like I cannot imagine Salah and Van Dijk in the Europa. And as it stands, now we have a great chance. Hopefully, we don't bottle it against Burnley or Crystal Palace. Leicester play Chelsea, which is going to be a really exciting game. And, you know, the thing is, I really want to see Leicester in the Champions League again because of what they've done with this team. But as it stands, I think Chelsea and Liverpool are going to make it through. Right. So, obviously, we're going to touch upon that in a couple of minutes. The extremely sort of now exciting race for the top four. Um, But just before we do get into the top four race in the top six in the uh, race for the Conference League, um, I think we have to address this, and regrettably for me, yeah, uh, we have to address the fact yes. that Sky Sports has today um, put out a report saying that Harry Kane has asked Tottenham to leave. Um, so let's get everyone's initial thoughts on that. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that I'll go last because you know, I mean, this is a very, it's a very touchy topic for me. Yuvan, uh, um, yeah. Ari, yeah, Yuvan, why don't you go first? What do you what do you think will happen? Do you so, think he'll leave? Do you think he'll stay? You know, this Kane saga, I've been hearing about it for the last two years. Whenever Tottenham have underperformed, then they made the UCL final and I think that got swept under the table. Mm-hmm. And now it's back again because Tottenham are back to where they should be. Right? They're coming sixth and I don't see this Tottenham side competing with the likes Chelsea, Liverpool, next season too. And I think that's something mm-hmm. we can all agree on. So now if you're yeah. Harry Kane, you've accepted the fact that you're going to be just fighting for, uh, you know, the Europa League. And he is a world-class striker. Obviously, he, he wants trophies. He's never won a major trophy. And he's been at Tottenham for so long. So I can't even imagine what's going through his head right now. But the thing is that if he has to make a move, it's got to be now. So I think this summer, especially with a lot of big teams not having a good striker in their squads, I think it's a great opportunity for him. Yeah. So Ali, you know, uh, you've been just touched upon some 
teams not having a striker and you know some teams that will be looking to sign someone like Harry Kane obviously we can't ignore the fact that even if a team isn't looking to sign a striker at the moment if Harry Kane is on the market and available a lot of teams won't pass up the opportunity to sign him and obviously one of those clubs has to be Real Madrid um you know Benzema is in his 30s now and he's had a brilliant season but let's see you know i mean whether he's uh, how long he has at the top level so according to you do you think madrid are going to go in for kane do you think kane will leave do you think he'll stay what are your thoughts on the topic i think you guys probably remember uh, while you were giving our 12th boards i think 2018 you guys mm-hmm. remember how you, how you, how i used to comment on harry kane's posting come to madrid you know and all yeah, that stuff yeah yeah i was obsessed with harry kane 2018 i think that's that's around the time when the rumors started to really boil up you know because kane has won didn't win any trophies yeah. and you know he just come off uh, from a 30 goal season in premier if i'm not from the same season saka scored 32 goals that he got 30 goals that yeah and and i was really obsessed with harry kane you know and 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 i just wanted him to play for real madrid but now i think uh, that ship has sailed and i think madrid will not go for harry kane because obviously there are other players on the market uh kylian mbappe erling haaland so obviously clubs like madrid and barcelona would obviously want to focus on players like mbappe and haaland but i do city uh, sorry i do see uh, the manchester clubs having sort of a war for harry kane this summer if he decides to leave mm-hmm. uh, and if levy obviously decides to sell him which i think it's it's still a 50 50 because i don't know how levy minds how his mind works you know i mean yeah he can ask for 200 million he can ask for 150 million and uh, obviously i mean uh, you know if 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 tottenham asks for anything above 150 i think kane is going to be stuck in tottenham forever because you when rightly said you know if he's not moving this summer i think he's not moving any summer yeah uh, so it's all up to levy in my opinion and if levy decides to be a good human being for once and you know decides to let him go for anything below 150 i can see man i can see him going to manchester city or maybe even man united right so obviously you know i mean it's a big story that's broken today and i do think that this will be um the transfer saga especially in terms of the english media and english football that will occupy most of our social media feeds and most of our football news for the next 2 3 months um just a couple of points from my side on this one is i think that they are i think harry kane is looking to try and have some sort of clarity on on his future by I mean, before the Euros, so that he can go into the Euros with a clear head, because he's the England captain and he'll be looking to win that trophy. Um, that's point number one. Point number two would be that I doubt that Levy would accept under 175 million pounds for uh, Kane from any English side, and any hundred, anything less than 150 from any side in in the world. So for Kane to leave. it's it would require a lot of money in this post pandemic market from any club uh therefore i don't think it's very likely even if he has asked to uh move he's not the type of player who's going to make a fuss and say i want to move no matter what he really loves the club he loves being at the club and he's not going to jeopardize his position at the club uh to make a move and now coming i'm shortly i'll comment on 
what this looks like from a Tottenham perspective. One is obviously that Kane stays. Uh, that's the best case scenario for me. Second is it, the only way I think he stays and doesn't create a fuss and stays happily is if Tottenham go and make a marquee signing, whether that's a centre-back uh, in terms of Milan Skriniar or Varane who's on the market yeah. or someone like Jack Grealish to make a statement and say, yes, we're really, you know, we're going to push to get into the Champions League, compete and win the Europa League, maybe win the FA Cup. That, I mean, that has to translate into two appointments. One is a manager. It has to be someone that Kane likes. Unfortunately, it has to come down to, I think, or not entirely come down to, but Kane has to have a say in the manager. And two is a marquee signing this summer. That's one way it plays out in terms of him staying. The second way it plays out is that he leaves and Levy doesn't invest into the squad, which does not good look good on Enoch or Levy because they're facing protests. There was a protest this weekend. They're not enjoying a good relationship with the fans. So I don't think that'll happen. Third is if he leaves, we get about 150 to 175 million. Uh, we get another 50 to 75 from other player sales. And then the board invests maybe about 50 to 100 million in the squad, which is, I think, what which is one of the conversations me and Duvan have had ever since Coutinho has left Liverpool, is that, yeah. you know, one of the best things Tottenham could do is cash in on, on Son or Kane and, and, you know, use that money into buying someone like Van Dijk and Alisson like Liverpool did. Which I think, you know, is not the worst thing. I'd be okay with Kane leaving if that happened. Just as long as we don't repeat uh, uh, what we did with when Bale left. And, you know, we signed the likes of Lamella and Soldado. I mean, Lamella's still trying to replace the guy who's come back and replaced him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's just, that, that's just my, my feeling on the entire game thing. I personally don't think that he'll leave. And I think that's a little sad for him because the club is going to put him into a position where they won't let him leave. Uh, and the way our owners are functioning at the moment, sadly, I don't even think we're going to, you know, sign that marquee player that will want him, make him want to stay. Penny's, I think I think we're going to touch upon this next month when we start our transfer series and when the story develops a little more. And getting right into what's what's the main topic of tonight's podcast is um, the top four race. Obviously, I think third position is going to be either Chelsea or Leicester, whoever does win on Tuesday. Uh, fourth position has Chelsea, Leicester and Liverpool comp- competing. Fifth has West Ham, Tottenham, Liverpool and the above teams competing. Everton are in with a chance for the Conference League. So, Yuvan, you know, big win for you guys at the weekend. Um, what do you think? Do you guys think that... Because I think you are now in control of your of your European That's fate. Correct. So, what do you think? Do you guys think you'll make it? Or do you think um, there's, a, there's a chance of a fumble versus, less, uh, versus Burnley or versus... Uh, I think you guys are playing Palace as your last game. Yeah, so when I look at the fixtures, we're on 36 games, two games, we win it, we're into the Champions League. And the two games, they're left, Burnley and Crystal Palace, right? I mean, it looks pretty, it looks pretty straightforward on paper. But the thing is, football doesn't always work like that. Especially, Especially when, when it's Liverpool, Liverpool versus Palace. Exactly, spot <laughs> on. And I'm so, I'm terrified of that game. But, um... Because of what we've done last week and the way we played against United, 
I see us going through pretty easily on this one. Right. So obviously, I do think. I mean, when I sat down on my couch to switch on the game before, you know, uh, at at the 90th minute when Liverpool were one-one versus West Brom, I thought that's it for Liverpool. So there's a chance that we leapfrog them on the table. And then I'm going to be honest. That, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I saw Alisson going up, and I was like. Klopp does realize that if he concede, then we've got no chances to the UCL. And I was like, Klopp's out of his mind, <laughs> or Allison's out of his mind. Whoever whoever sent Allison up for that corner, he's out of his mind because if we bottled that game, it was over for us. Yeah. And then he goes and scores that header, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just so, going to stay shut and accept that. So obviously, you know, I mean, I don't think we've paid homage to 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 that goal and the interview after that. So let's just touch upon that very quickly. I was sitting there thinking, you know. Because obviously, I want Liverpool and all the all Tottenham's uh, rivals for Europe to lose. I was thinking, you know, maybe West Brom will get the get the ball and launch a counter attack and score. And, and I I was watching it on Sky Sports and I saw Martin Tyler say, um, "Allison's going up. What can he do?" Right. Yeah. And he said something along the lines. And then suddenly, I mean, the ball was in net. What a header from Allison! I mean, amazing. And you know, uh, you know, I was, I mean, I was, I was, I was happy. Even though, even though I'd, I'd rather Liverpool drop points, I was happy. I was screaming across the house to, to uh, deep and and to my sister saying, "Come watch, watch!" Allison just scored, and people came running to see like what the hell has just happened. And you know, you know how I saw it was, you know, I was watching the Madrid game, and you know, half time happened, so I thought, let's see what's happening in the Liverpool game. And I think eighty mm-hmm. seventh or eighty eight minute, minutes had passed. So, you know, the 94th minute happened and then I saw Sadio Mane, you know, just telling Alison to come forward. And then, you know, and 94 minutes already passed. So the added time was over, right? So the yeah. commentators were saying, will the referee allow them to take this corner or not? You know, they were just pondering over the thought. And then referee did allow them to take the corner. And then, you know, I had Trent, in my, Trent as my captain in my FPL team. So obviously I stayed on to watch, you know, what was going to happen in the corner. And then, you know, it happened and, you know, probably you know, the best decision of my life. All all credit to Allison for that goal. But also Trent. Also Trent. This guy this guy doesn't fail to you know give in a good corner ever. Yeah, I think I think in in the last couple of years, anything iconic Liverpool have done He's been has come has come from a from a Trent corner. And <laughs> yeah. I mean un, unfortunately, unfortunately, as someone who's hoping that England do well in the Euros. It seems like it was reported by the Athletic this morning that it's looking unlikely that he's going to make the Euro squad, which is, I mean, which it's to me, insane. which to me is insane. absurd. It's insane. It yeah. just goes above my head because I've, I, all the Liverpool games I've seen and the one Trent's been Trent's been performing really well, right? Last couple mm-hmm. of matches and Southgate's been watching him. Yeah. So I don't know what Southgate is doing and, there, sitting in the stand watching Trent. And I don't understand. Southgate's going to play five at the back with two wing backs, and people are saying, you know, make Trent play as a winger. You are playing as you are playing wing backs. Why are you not taking Trent? It just I don't sense. get it. That decision just goes above my head. Like I don't know what Southgate's thinking. If I could have a phone call with him, and he can explain it to me, well and good. Otherwise, <laughs> I just hope England bought him this competition in the summer. Or imagine if Trippier or someone just you know takes them to the final and you know becomes the player of the tournament or something. Like I mean, Trippier was player was I think England's best player at the 2018 World Cup. But anyways, I mean I think we're going to be discussing the Euros extensively, extensively. Over, over the next month, and we've got 
many many videos and and podcasts coming out about the euros and analyzing the squads etc um so moving on from liverpool i think now it's in their hands and this is a team that has european pedigree and league pedigree to get themselves over the lines uh, and look forward to a new season with all their players fit hopefully for you even um then let's look at leicester and chelsea the two uh, finalists of this weekend's FA Cup which brought about obviously a lot of stories a lot of controversy with the VAR both teams are going to be looking on one leicester is going to be looking on carrying on their form and chelsea is going to be looking to get back one back over chelsea um uh, with get one back over leicester you know uh, this tuesday so what do you guys think do you think leicester is going to make it or or think... because they are favorites you know with 66 points or yeah. do you think chelsea will fumble and and let liverpool take take, take I, over i think it's do or die i mean if if leicester lose whoever loses i think they're out of the race uh, because i i have a feeling liverpool will win both of their games and they'll qualify because they have been with goal difference than leicester i think uh, mm-hmm. so, so i think whoever loses the game the chelsea versus leicester game i think they'll miss out on the top four and i think i just can't imagine seeing chelsea and liverpool play the or all liverpool play the europa league i mean you know players like werner havertz for chelsea and you know, obviously salah van dijk as you once said i mean it's just absurd if you can play europe second tier competition and less time I mean, obviously i'll just feel really really bad that you know if leicester don't qualify i mean you know it's just leicester is such a lovable team i mean <laughs> you just can't hate leicester i mean they have lovable owners you know they've had they they are the perfect underdogs you know just go out against all the odds and, you know win stuff i mean it's just it's just such a lovable team obviously and it'd be really sad if they don't make the top four and if chelsea liverpool don't make it then i'll you know it's just absurd because they have such quality players so i'm going to be sad either way so <laughs> you know it will i mean just touching upon leicester quickly um it will raise questions and they will need to have a look at themselves in terms of what they need to do to cement their place in the top four um because they bottled it last season i mean they were in a yeah, very cool. good position they were second for most parts of the season and they suddenly dropped out of the top four right at the end and that is looking like it's possible you know i mean look dangerously probable last week when they lost to newcastle but obviously tottenham lost and you know they ended up lesser ended up beating a very weak united side and ole did them a favor with steve fletcher <laughs> so they they are now looking likely you know if they do drop out of the top 4 it's going to raise questions about brendan rogers even though he has done a fantastic job job because right at the crux right at the business end of the season with leicester and if he does it again this season a second time with leicester and with liverpool he has he has managed to drop points and drop out of a position of strength so i mean obviously we all know that leicester's been run brilliantly but i mean do you think he raises questions on the manager or the squad in terms of their quality or their mentality if they do drop out of the top for the season look i think it, for me i think lesser they they punching above their weight currently right but having said that they really should make top for the season especially with the form they've been in for the past god knows how many months they've had a couple mm-hmm. of hiccups along the way but i guess you would expect that from a team that that's you know that's competing with the likes of chelsea united city liverpool 
and I've had a look at the table, and as long as Leicester avoid a defeat against Chelsea, mm-hmm. there's a really good chance they go through. So yeah. maybe they just set up defensively and pressure on the manager you know, to get that yeah. message across to all his players and make sure they can see it through. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, I think he has been linked with the Tottenham job and the, I do think that there is going to be a, a managerial mer- merry-go-round in terms of Barcelona, Madrid, lots of top jobs being open and it looks like he's denying all of them to stay at Leicester and build a project. So I think, you know, if not this season, definitely in the, in the next couple of seasons, they will get it right. Moving on to fourth place, um, what do we think about Chelsea? Obviously, lost the FA Cup final. They're in the Champions League final versus a very, very strong City side. They may end up having this season as not a success at all after it looking like a brilliant, brilliant season. They may end up outside the top four and without a trophy. So, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that, you know, obviously, Tuchel has done a brilliant job, but do you guys think that it will be a failure if they don't meet any of three targets, I mean, any of the two targets that are left? I think it'll be it'll, it'll be because Frank Lampard did a horrible job in the beginning of the season. I mean, if they had even won a couple of games out of those 19 games they played horribly, I mean, they would have... I mean, Tuchel's done amazing for them. I mean, it'll be really funny if they don't end up in the top four and they don't win any trophy end of the season. Uh, but I think they should still stick with Tuchel. I mean, because they, they are in this position because of Thomas Tuchel. Uh, because Lampard really left them in a really, really horrible mess. Uh, right. So I think in terms of success as a for the entire season, obviously it won't be a successful season because you spent close to two fifty million in the summers and mm-hmm. you're not even challenging the title. So I think that's madness. But mm-hmm. uh, Chelsea's season actually started since Tuchel took over because Lampard was just. I mean, I couldn't say this enough. He was horrible. Right. Just to add on to what Ari said. It is going to be a really funny situation if Chelsea end up losing the UCL final and missing out on the top four. Because if you look at it, they made the FA Cup final, which is quite an achievement. They made the UCL final, which is quite an achievement. And they've been in the top four race. But at the end of the day, they would have lost. They would have missed out on top four. So I won't know what to make of the manager and the Chelsea side in that case. Yeah. So, um... You know, obviously, it. I do think I don't think there's any question about Tuchel being in charge because everyone has seen has seen the difference that he has made to this Chelsea side. And Lampard is coming back with Crystal Palace, possibly and uh, very probably he is going to be back in the Premier League next season. And obviously, he wants to live in London. Yeah, yeah, that's one. And two is I think this is. Obviously, it'll be a good job for him to take. You know, I mean, maybe he should have done it the other way around. Probably taken the Palace job first and then Chelsea. Yeah. Um, now, moving on from Chelsea to Tottenham. You know, I mean, you never know what to expect from Tottenham at this point of the season. We've been really good at times. We've been really bad at times. Um, we look good under Mason for the first couple of games. And we looked good yesterday against Wolves. I think a very, very complete performance. Well, uh, played well uh, while defending, played well while going forward. But, you know, obviously, it the game against Leeds, and I can't point this out more, showed how much Tottenham need to be coached. How much they need a coach to come in with a clear philosophy and 
you know to just you know to decide this is the way we're going to play we're going to play to our strengths and not try and you know play to the other team's weaknesses um obviously we're now in six we've leapfrogged west ham uh and if we win both our games we go straight into the europa league group stages um but you know it's not been a great season what do you guys think do you guys think that you know obviously we got the big game against leicester the last game of the season do you think we'll fumble do you think we will make it into the europa league group stages or do you think that we are inevitably resigned to reaching the conference league and facing a, a jose mourinho led roma in the latter stages and getting knocked out or beaten in the final by them that's just like that's typical spurs i think the last time the last time spurs played leicester in the closing stages of the uh, season it was the final day season. i know i know the game at all but it was the yeah, final and, day and kane scored a hat trick i think if if i'm not wrong and i was sitting there praying that this guy scores goal after goal after goal so that he beats salah for the golden boot and somehow gets that you know 31 goal plus record yeah, uh, because we were, we were in school and i just hated the fact that yuvan had something to say <laughs> in the salah versus kane debate at the time but yeah anyways, and it's happening again know. this season it's happening again this season yeah, if i'm not wrong salah salah ahead right i know that they equal at 22 who get no i think no the share because last time Last time, I think last last time, Obama and Mane and Salah three people shared it. Nice. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. As long as Salah's getting, I'm okay with him sharing it. If But I'm not, Kane loves it. Yeah, I think I think you know if they share it, it's a it's I mean just a, a, a side on our conversation about European qualification. If they do share it, then it ends up being, I think, the two best goal scorers in the Premier League. over the last 3 or 4 years they have been for a while yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. i think the golden boot has gone to either one of them um every or some year, others yeah. every uh, i think for the last 4 years consistently um, That's so yeah quite something. anyways yeah it is and i think i do think that they are two of the best goal goal scorers in the in this decade in the premier league um but ari uh, you were uh, talking about the premier league and how and what it looks like for spurs yeah i was saying uh, if leicester beat chelsea i think spurs has a good chance of beating leicester because i don't think leicester will approach that game with the same enthusiasm they did you know that they showed against chelsea because i think if they beat, beat chelsea they're through to the top 4 uh, mm-hmm. and like i said kane loves to score against leicester city i mean even last season towards the end of the season i think he scored two and assisted one against leicester city game week 35 34 i don't remember correctly Uh, right. So I think uh, Spurs can beat Leicester, uh, but obviously, you know, even if they qualify for the Europa League, it's not a successful season for a club like Tottenham. Hundred percent. I think you know we are underperforming, and the fact that I'm getting excited about qualifying for the Europa League yeah. is a testament to how much we've fallen in the last two years. But you know, I mean, and, Europe and is not- Europe. And it's not and, like Tottenham is doing well in the Europa League. I mean, they got they got knocked out to Dinamo Zagreb. It's, it's not a good season for them. While their uh, manager was in jail. Yeah. Oh my God, that's the funniest thing. Manager was in jail. Anyways, I think you know if if Tottenham Europa League they can get fifth. Uh, West Ham's also in the mix, but West Ham had, have dropped in form. I don't know what's happened to them. But David, but you last time we talked, Rahan, uh, we did an episode on the manager of the year, and we you know said David Moyes. And since then, he's—I think—we cursed him. 
uh, <laughs> West Ham haven't been playing really well since then, you know. And you know they were once in a mix for a top four finish, and I think now even a Europa League spot looks tough for them, considering how yeah. Spurs and other teams are performing around them. Yeah, so I think that that very smoothly puts us in place to talk about West Ham and touch quickly upon Everton before, you know, we talk about the. Um, before we talk about the uh, promotion from the championship. So, we've got West Ham, who have suddenly had a blip in form. Everton, who had had terrible form over the last couple of months and have picked up a, a, a couple of wins here and there. You know, I think these are the two play- teams that are looking to take um, the Conference League spot. And at the beginning of the season, if you had mentioned it to both of them, I think, West Ham would have grabbed it with both hands, while Everton would have been like, "Yeah, that's where we expect to finish." Um, because I do think if I remember, if season. I remember correctly, beginning of season, Everton were off to a flying start, and a lot of Everton fans were like, "Okay, yeah, this is our year. We're going to finish above Liverpool. We're going to make Champions League. We got Ancelotti as a manager, and they were really having a good time." But it's just been a fall from grace from then on. You know, I mean, you know, I think Liv- I think you and you'll understand this. What what Everton fans are to you, West Ham is fans. Arsenal, are, yeah. Uh, no, not Arsenal, but West Ham fans to us, uh, because Arsenal, you know, it does pick up the FA Cup and they do qualify for Europe here. And that's West Ham to us. Is, you know, I mean, they're having the best season in a, in a generation, and they're still gonna probably finish, finish below us. So, um, you know, we've discussed. Everyone who's in the race for um, all three European competitions next season, Everton, West Ham battling it out for Conference League, even Tottenham, you know, if West Ham do really well uh, and Eclipse Tottenham, then Tottenham will be in the Conference League. Uh, Moving swiftly on to our final topic for tonight's podcast, uh, the qualification for... Um, the Premier League from the Championship. So the playoffs are on right now. The first legs were today. Brentford won the first one. And uh, I think the second game was a draw. Um, no, uh, Swansea. No, sorry, Swansea. Uh, yeah, sorry. Swansea. And, beat Barnsley uh, and Bournemouth beat Bo- Brentford, right? Brentford, yeah. 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 So, um, you know, I mean, in January, I was really expecting Brentford to come in. When Tottenham played them in the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup, you know, uh, Mourinho did say, and I did believe uh, that we were facing a team of Premier League pedigree, a team that was better than the likes of West Brom and Sheffield United and maybe even Fulham. Um, but, you know, I mean, since then, <clears throat> since then, the, their season hasn't really gone to plan. They did finish third with a big uh, margin over Swansea in fourth, seven points. Um, and I am expecting them to come back in the second leg and uh, get into the final of the playoffs. But, you know, it's really looking exciting with Norwich uh, and Watford coming back in the league and uh, probably either... ...going through uh, and becoming the third team to, to, to get promoted. What do you guys think? Have you guys been following uh, yeah, the mean, promotion... Uh... I mean, if if I were a team in the championship, I would prefer qualifying through the playoffs because you get a lot of money. I mean, you get more money from winning the playoff than you win than you get from winning the Champions League, and that's insane. Yeah, 
imagine if Brentford qualify from the playoffs, they'll get close to one eighty million as prize money, and that is insane. I can tell you, I can tell you for a fact that's a dangerous thing for the other teams in the Premier League because Brentford's got one of the best scouting setups in English football. Period. If you look at them last season, they had Ollie Watkins sold him. They got in Tony, who's performed as well as what I think he broke. Better. He, he broke the championship record for the most goals in a season, and obviously a lot of a lot of Premier League teams are going to be looking at him. And like you said, I think you. Know, Teams that play a really nice brand of football in the Premier League next season and can be dangerous for the likes of, you know, Burnley and Newcastle who haven't done this that well this season. And, 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 I, and I honestly don't want Burnmouth to qualify because we've already had Norwich and Watford who were there last year in the Premier League, and I just want to see a new team. I mean, Burnmouth was also there last year, and if if I see the same three teams which were there last year come again in the Premier League. I don't like it. I just want uh, one of Barnsley, Swansea, or Brentford to qualify. Some fresh faces mm-hmm. in the Prem. Yeah. yeah, I think Barnsley. Barnsley is a team that you know. Uh, I obviously post December, I hadn't followed the championship much, and I was surprised to see Barnsley in the playoffs. And it would be really amazing to see, see what what that team is. But at the same time, I would want a team. Like Brentford, that you know can challenge and stay up, like the like Leeds has or like uh, Wolves has, uh, and you know like Sheffield did in like Norwich or say Watford has over the past couple of years. Yeah, a yo-yo club. I like that. <laughs> so, um, that's, yeah, that's so I mean, first two with the Europa League. Yeah. Um, so, for anyone who isn't following the championship, I would really recommend that you you um, get on Total Sportec or one of those sites uh, and uh, try and catch the games uh, this week and definitely catch the playoff final if you can't catch the uh, semis. Um, there are lots of good players on show, a lot of good players that Premier League teams will be looking to sign, especially at the lower end of the table. Um, and yeah, so I think that's all for this uh, this week's episode. Next uh, two months with the Euros and the transfer window and the Champions League, we've got our we'll be back with our pre and post game uh, live Instagram shows for the Champions League and Europa League finals. We're previewing every single uh, international team that's at the Euros. Um, so yes, stay tuned, <coughs> keep listening. Thank you guys for joining in, Ari and Yuvan. And uh, stay tuned for more. And stay safe. Yes, stay home, stay safe. Thank you very much, guys.